Are you on social media? If you aren't, why not? If you are, what are you doing to move your brand forward? Episode 7 of Raw Shit starts right now. You're now listening to Raw As Shit, where we get real and raw about entrepreneurship, family, tech, and marketing, as well as featuring the shittiest moment. Now, here's your host, Ivan Temelkov. What's up, everyone? I am Ivan Temelkov, and you're listening to another episode of Raw Shed. Raw Shed is a podcast that airs every Monday where we discuss topics such as entrepreneurship, family, tech, and marketing. No fluff, no bullshit, no empty promises, just real, raw, and authentic talk. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure to hit that subscribe button. You can find the podcast on iTunes, rawshit.com, or the Facebook page. Just search for Raw As Shit. What's up, everyone? Ivan Temelkov here, and I'm back again with another episode of Raw As Shit. I sure as shit hope you weren't expecting anyone else. Before we dive into the show and the special guest, I've got some very fucking exciting news to share with you all. Raw as Shit is now available on Google Play Music and Overcast in addition to iTunes and SoundCloud. The podcast will be available on other platforms very soon as well, so you can choose the one of your choice. Social media is essential to anyone, any brand, any company. I don't care who the fuck you are. If you're not on social media, you're living under a rock. The challenge, though, with social media is that it's extremely saturated, competitive, noisy, and at times straight up frustrating as fuck. So, how can you stand out in the social media space? What makes you unique from others? How do you separate yourself from the rest of the herd? Let's dive in with my guest, Sonia Durek, a fellow Eastern European and all-around cool lady. Hello, Sonia. How are you? Hello there. Uh, Ivan, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. Uh, awesome. excited to uh to talk to you yeah absolutely absolutely um you know uh <clears throat> just a little bit of a background i want to share to listeners too is just that um what's really interesting about uh, sonia is is that uh sonia is also a fair fellow eastern european and without uh spoiling her th- uh, thunder uh, i just want to throw it out there since obviously i'm an eastern european too for those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while but sonia let's go ahead and uh, start with you know tell us a little bit about you tell us a little bit about you know, your story and, you know, what got you into what you're doing today? Uh, absolutely. I'm happy to share this. Uh, well, actually, uh, I was nine to five uh, working in corporate, um, had a corporate job. And I always was a little entrepreneurial. Um, while I was at work, uh, working nine to five, I created this website called Mom Stock Sale. Uh, it was for moms um, that wanted to exchange their clothing, uh, you know, their kids' clothing that they don't need anymore. Uh, and I was very impressed by building all this website and the branding and, and everything possible. But then my, my, my designer 
uh, asked me if I had a um, business page, Facebook business page. And I said, well, I have my, my Facebook. And he was like, well, you need business page. And when I, when he told me that I started researching and I found amazing stuff about business pages and I found this um, leader at the time, Kim Garst, which I still follow and I love. And she kind of like helped me with this whole journey of getting myself out there on social media. So um, I pretty much got her training, got in her membership, I started learning everything about it. I was very impressed. Um, one time she actually had a, a conference she organized and she had a giveaway. And I actually won a ticket to her conference. And I just mm -hmm. went to every conference that I was attending. And I realized the half of the room, uh, were, there, were, uh, there were social media uh, marketers. There's digital marketers and I didn't even know about that. And I was like, what do they do? What do you guys do? And they said, well, we actually manage social media profiles for clients. I got really impressed by that. And I started a little bit researching about how can I do that then. Um, and after I was learning uh, all about it, I started sharing with people I knew about how they can make their page better or, you know, do different kind of posts and sharing and things like that, right? So one of the guys, they said, hey, can I pay you for you to do this for me? And that was for me to start. Uh, and I knew if, if he uh, was going to pay me for this, there'll be more people that will want to pay me for this, right? And from there, I uh, got in different kind of groups, uh, different memberships, different masterminds. I hire a mentor. And I realized there was more to it that I could actually do Facebook advertising, right? And then after Facebook advertising, I learned about funnels. And then I learned about uh, now messenger marketing. And, you know, I was just, you know, as time was going, I was just developing, you know, uh, my skills and my craft and my offer and my services. So I did start as a, as a mom's blogger, but I ended up actually having my own agency. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, <clears throat> a couple of things you mentioned that's really interesting. And uh, this is something that I personally take strong interest in is this, how many people there's out there that are self-taught when it comes to well entrepreneurship marketing digital marketing and that's something that you know i talk about on the podcast here so it sounds like you know you got into what you're doing today because you just had a sense of curiosity is that correct absolutely so actually uh, what i uh, what i realized uh, that uh, everything what i do pretty much uh, the whole my life i was always curious um, very much either about learning language either about traveling or coming to different countries, this is, you know, how I even got here because I was curious about how is it in the United States. Um, you know, I am from originally from Serbia, so I really want to know uh, and experience United States. And because I really loved it, I decided to move, move here. So because of um, because uh, the way how I am, always curious, this is why I get to actually learn and get to meet so many people and learn new things. Okay, very cool, very cool. So what... Let me ask you this. So you got into this digital marketing stuff and, you know, you had your own agency and or do you still have your own agency? I actually have my uh, agency. Uh, absolutely. And about the services I was offering, I'm actually offering right now and services I was offering before, they changed a little bit just because I was developing different skills and start offering different things. For example, mm -hmm. um, that I'm offering now, there are, you know, uh, as my Facebook ad management, uh, funnel building, uh, messenger uh, marketing, 
um, video editing, something that I wasn't offering when I started. I was only offering social media management and, you know, uh, posting different kind of posts uh, for clients and things like that. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Okay, so you got into this, you know, because a sense of curiosity, right? As you, you kind of had an interest, you know, it sounded cool to do. Uh, you were very, very interested in it. So, what what keeps you going and in, in what what you're doing? Like, how do you how do you how do you maintain a sense of continued interest? Um, I actually, uh, as I am learning new things, I meet new people, new tribe, uh, new groups where I get to learn more and more and more. And I love masterminds. That's my that's my thing. I love um, connecting uh, with small group of people and. Um, simply, you know, because of that, I kind of always, uh, I'm, I'm hungry for more and I see what is possible. Uh, before I, I used to think it's not possible to grow too much because, you know, I'm mother and mm -hmm. I have kids and, you know, I can only grow certain way. Then I actually met mothers that are extremely successful. I have even have more kids and they're homeschooling and all this crazy stuff there. I was like, okay. Right. I can learn more. There is more to it, right? So as I was thinking before, I was competing only with men, right, and maybe some women. Then I realized, hey, I, I'm not actually competing. I'm very col um, uh, collaborative as a, as a person. Uh, but I was thinking, is if this mom is has like a four or six kids and is so successful, and uh, and still homeschool some of them, so I can make this work for myself too. How can I do this? Right, so this is how I go. Um, you know, every time I find something more, then as soon as I accomplish something, I find something more. So mm -hmm. pretty much, um, just like um, I believe in a power of network, who you hang out with, that's how you pretty much who you are. And uh, anytime I am around people that are accomplishing more, I pretty much follow them as well. Um, you know, um, follow the success. I always see there is more to it. I can do more or I can be more. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Well, one thing that you mentioned that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of buzz and talk in the marketplace now is, you know, you nailed something that's, uh, I think, not a very talked about topic and that is uh, mothers, right? Um, so you mentioned that uh, it sounded like at first you mentioned that there were some limit limitations around, you know, being a mother and being able to, you know, do the things that you want to do, running a business. Uh, and such. And then you also mentioned that, you know, uh, you know, some others who, you know, have more kids and they're successful. I mean, do you think that, you know, being in that position creates certain limitations for you to be able to, you know, uh, drive towards a vision, drive toward, towards a purpose with, with your business and what you want to accomplish? Um, well, I realized that uh, more I am, um, more I'm doing things, more I'm realizing what is the possibility. I don't think so. I'm limited by uh, me being, um, I have a four-year-old that stays with me uh, at home. Mm -hmm. I am work from home mom and I homeschool him. And I have eight-year-old that is at school uh, during the week. So um, so basically what I, um, what I believe in is the way how I manage my time, the way how I multitask or the way I, how I organize my day or my week. It's all about that, right? So we have a days when, you know, just like today, you know, um, there are all kinds of the scheduling happening and then you have to make sure that you are uh, adjusting it to your work, right? So my kids are extremely independent and um, that's how I raise them. And 
they pretty much can um, can take uh, they, they can take care of themselves. But also, I want to make sure, even though they're independent, I'm there for them. So I do have a scheduled time to uh, give full attention to them. So I don't feel uh, guilty as a mother, right? Or I don't feel I don't give them a time. So I do have, um, during the week, uh, times that I totally focus only for them, that I really give them uh, attention. And I, uh, during the weekend, that's our family time, where we are 100%, you know, um, um, my husband and I, we are focused on, on our kids. So things like that, that uh, I don't take for granted. I only have, um, you know, a few more months before my other child goes to school full time. So that's something that I'm very grateful for, to be able to work from home and be with him. Uh, I think that sometimes mothers, they look the other way around and they feel they are limited. While I feel I actually am not limited, I am blessed that I'm able to live in this time in my life that I'm able to work from home and be with my child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the reason I asked this question is, is, you know, family and entrepreneurship is something that I I talk about on this podcast because uh, we are, I I believe, at the rise of entrepreneurship. We're at the rise of the small business owner. You know, uh, there's, there's many great people out there who want to do different things. I know specifically with mothers, you know, there's a lot of mothers out there who, you know, have visions, you know, have goals, don't want to accomplish certain things, but they feel like, you know, there might be certain limitations in their current life that's prohibiting them from, from doing those kinds of things. So it was great for you to kind of elaborate upon that. It sounds like you have, you know, a system in place that lets you counterbalance all of it, because let's face it. I mean, is it realistic to have a, a, a viable work-life balance, it's probably pretty hard, right? I mean, to, to find that, but at least you can, you can put a system in place, which it sounds like um, that you have. Let's talk a little bit about social media here because uh, I know social media is really your, your forte. So let's talk a little bit about, about social media and, and, and how you think social media, maybe from a mother perspective. I mean, how do you, what recommendations can you give to other mothers that, you know, have children who are already participating in the social media uh, uh, space? And, you know, do you have any tips and tricks that you can share in that regard? I actually do because my both, uh, both children are extremely entrepreneurial. Um, and um, maybe because of the way they see me or maybe because they are how they are, or maybe this is the generation of kids. I am not sure what it is. I'm pretty sure it's everything uh, or everything mentioned, but I also believe that, um, you know, uh, some some mothers are afraid that if you put them, your kids on YouTube, somebody will possibly kidnap them. I hear that a lot, uh, but that's not true because, you know, your kids on YouTube, you are the one who manages all accounts and making sure they're safe, right? Uh, second thing, I, I see uh, my kids uh, uh, having their two YouTube channels and one of, uh, and my eight-year-old actually, uh, he is a published author. Uh, I just only see that um, me encourage them uh, create the creativity and space for them to be even stronger and um, and have their own mind. Uh, I believe that because of the videos, they are um, they are simply uh, more than they will be if they didn't have videos. And the reason why I'm saying this is because what I hear from teacher, for example, says that he is extremely um, confident and he, uh, for example. Uh, gets in front of the class and uh, and is able to present things. Uh, it's um, it's um, very articulate and can and it doesn't really have any kind of uh, is not shy, right? Uh, so extremely confident child. 
So I think because of that, that actually, um, uh, because he had a video since he was four years old and the other one had video since uh, two years old, uh, I think it, it gives them such a creativity. Right now they are writing their own, um, actually creating their own music, rock music, because they also want to have their first song created this year. So one is already published out there and they have two YouTube channels um, and uh, they're always thinking about what they can do next for their business, right? Um, and they also, uh, you know, doing different kind of things to, for example, help help homeless here in area where we live. So um, things that I feel that I didn't, I wasn't this way when I was growing up, even though I was a little entrepreneur as well, but not to this level. And I think that uh, me helping them going, being and uh, showing up and, you know, being on video is actually help them shade them uh, and give them more confidence. Because right now, if you just uh, ask my son to take something and present about it, or for example, when you go to some place and I say, hey, let's, let's review somebody, uh, some kind of place, he will just say, hey, guys, you know, and he'll just explain, hey, this is where I am. Um, you know, and this is what I'm experiencing. Let me try. I want to let you know. Please comment below. And he knows how to engage, which is for me. I even don't know sometimes how to engage like he does. Uh, for example, he uh, we went to the restaurant where we were first time, and he was saying, "Hey, record me. I'm going to review about my experience." And he reviewed it. And after he was done, he asked, "Who is the manager?" So this is him, not me. Like that's he. And he asked, "Who is the manager?" The manager said, "It's me." And he said, I want to give you uh, five stars. I'm very pleased with the service and the food. And mm -hmm. for me, uh, I, I just, I was so proud because uh, I, it shows that how much he is so, um, how much he knows what to do next and how much he's confident. And the manager was so impressed and they got reward. They got a, uh, some free uh, meal or something. But it was just, uh, it was just like very interesting to see how he walked in the area, how he asked me to record it, and how he, um, you know, walked us through the whole his eating process. And then at the end, he went out there and said, I'm going to give you a review. This is the five star. This is amazing. And, you know, and I was just super impressed. Um, I think the sure. whole thing is just another level. Sure. Well, the reason I, I wanted you to kind of expand upon this topic is because, you know, as a fellow father, I... I think there's so much freaking scrutiny out there when it comes to social media. In fact, one of the things that I've personally refrained from on my social channels is really, you know, trying to seek input or feedback from other parents because, you know, in all honesty, it turns into a giant clusterfuck. You know, you get people that get so opinionated on social media, and that's fine. I mean, everyone has their own opinions. I get it. But I feel like there's so many people out there who are so adamant about you know the way that kids should use social media and you know some things that you pointed out i mean you pointed out that one of your sons is you know on youtube and i feel like there's this huge misconception from a social standpoint that you know parents are so worried about you know the kids and their usage of social media but in the reality of things is you know social media is just an essential part it's a, it's a communication platform that i think this new generation of kids uh, are using even more and more of because they've realized that it's a more efficient way to communicate and and even if you wanted to build a personal brand around which a lot of kids are wanting to do that you know these these days so you know that was great for you to share some, some of that uh advice i i'm sure that you know there's going to be other parents that are going to be listening to the episode that can 
you know, absolutely uh, relate. You know, what just, just, you know, this has been a really good conversation, you know, some of the things that you mentioned, but what I wanted to hear from you also is just, you know, if you couldn't maybe align out like the three, like top three tips of what people should, you know, be cognizant of in social media when using it, you know, are there like, you know, top three things, top three recommendations that you can give? Uh, when it comes to um, working with kids or the, for the clients? You know, I would say like general social media usage. I mean, I think that the parenting thing is, you know, well, it is what it is. But uh, when it comes to doing social media for your own brand, like what are there like top three recommendations that you would give to another brand? Um, absolutely. I mean, there are more than three, but let's just see if I have to focus on three, I'll definitely say, first of all, you know, um, who do you really want to help, right? So who do you want to help? Just today I had a conversation with somebody who said that, that, that her service was for everybody, right? So I said, hey, you know, it might be, totally, it can be, I can see it, but uh, this is not who you're going to be serving. Who do you want to serve first, right? And how can you make sure that you nail that part? So who do you really want to help? That will be first narrowing down your um, who, who is the group of people, we, we call it uh, ideal client avatar, right? Uh, but who are the really people you want to help? And then how do you stand out in this, uh, in this, um, in this crowd? Because uh, let's just say uh, if this is a real estate agent who's listening right now, we have so many real estate agents in my area, and if I have to pick one, I pretty much will have to uh, think about who should they really pick. But there is one that always stands out for me. She always shows up in my newsfeed, she always shows about um, places she eats at, um, places she goes to, um, you know, she celebrates um, when, she, when her uh, clients, um, when they sell a house, or she celebrates when she helps another, um, you know, uh, client buy a house. Um, she shows about her dog, and I know she has two sons and one graduated, and I pretty much know, know everything about her. She's from my area. but. Um, the reason why I know this uh, is because she shows up all the time, right? So many of them, uh, many of the people and clients, they mm -hmm. kind of become a little more uh, frozen and uh, feel like stuck. What should I post? Why don't you just be you? Because personal branding, building personal branding is your uh, is something that you cannot really. It's you. That's you. It's the easiest thing is is really show up and become you. For example, I know you. Uh, you know, I watch all the time when you are posting something. I know you like to do different kind of videos in a car. I see the car sit in the back. I know you have a child, right? Um, you know, I, I, I know you, uh, I know exactly your setup when you're doing videos, how it looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It means like you are building your personal brand. You use a curse word. That's your brand. Some people will be totally, um, some people will not care to use it. Some people will be uh, super impressed. Some people will be totally repelled. But those that are repelled are not your uh, perfect clients anyway, right? So right, what I'm right. saying is, and let's say if you are, uh, you know, owner of martial uh, arts uh, uh, place or owner of the gym or real estate agent or you're a dentist or you're a chiropractor or you're simply agency owner, right? So what can you share? What people will you want to learn? So who's your client? For me personally, um, you know, I share uh, business stuff and I share personal things and I share about my kids because that's what I really am. I'm mother and everybody who ever approaches me, they always say, uh, hey, you have kids, right? Your kids are cute. Your kids have you do it, right? So that's a conversation starter. And they always have parents 
they uh, start conversation with me so much easier just because I show up with kids a lot. Some people, they say, I don't want to show my kids because they all think I'm not professional. Well, they know you're professional because, you know, guess what? If I work with you, you also have a child. Guess what? We connect on that level. Me and you probably will speak about a few minutes about, hey, how is your child? How is my child? Right? And then, okay, let's go back. Right, to right. So that's how we connect. We all connect on a human level. So first of all, I said at the beginning, you know, uh, you know who you, who you are, Sarah. Second of all, you know, make sure people know about you, right? And that you build a personal brand that you kind of can stand out, right? And then uh, the third thing that I really want to be very, very, uh, very, 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 we heard about this is about following up. I go to conference and events and people don't really follow up with me. Uh, and that makes me a little sad uh, just because uh, if we, you already spend time to go to conference, spend money to buy a ticket, uh, airplane, or, you know, you, you got a hotel, I'm sure you spend a lot of money buying some food and things like that, right? And then you right. spend time meeting me. Why wouldn't you take another minute to say, hey, Sonia, we met here. Let's follow up. Hey, Sonia, let's get on 50 minutes call, right? So, for example, something that people can learn from you. Mm -hmm. you're very good at following up you're very good at the say hey hey we mentioned this let's 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 talk more about that right uh so you're good right. with right. So if you can learn something from you that you're doing very well is following up right and you said uh you you don't like when people uh forget about meetings right that's something very irresponsible to you right you you mentioned that uh, I heard you saying this, whether in, in a call or somewhere, but I, heard, I know that about you, right? So before I get to know you, right, right. before I even on this podcast call right here with you, I know that one thing that really doesn't, uh, you, you don't like is, is about when people don't call, don't show up, right? Or cancel the last minute until that, right? So, for example, I, I want to make sure that I let you know that I know about our meeting and then I, I, I intend to show up, right? So get to know little people before you really connect with them uh, and for sure, make sure you follow up with them. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was, that was a really good point. I was done. That last one was a, was a really big one that you mentioned because a lot of people don't get to know others. Uh, in fact, you know, you even mentioned some things about me as this that, you know, uh, how attentive I was and, you know, what's really mind boggling about that is, is just that a lot of people actually find that insulting nowadays because when I have someone that's really constantly on their tail, you know, and being very attentive and follow up, like most people think like, oh, why is this guy like constantly on my tail? I was actually having a conversation with someone earlier today who, uh, you know, we're kind of talking about that. And at the end of the day is just that being attentive, following up, the last thing that you mentioned is just that it's huge because it shows it shows that you care that you want to create that relationship, you know, with with that person, you know, you want to get to know them, you know, and I, I believe that in a state of business, actually, in 2019, that's really where business is. It's, it's meant to be personal, especially social, you know, which plays a huge part of, of that as well. So I appreciate you elaborating on those three tips. I want to see if I can. Uh, capture those and maybe put them in the caption on the podcast episode to really kind of get in people's faces because that's really, really important. Um, Sonia, where can people find you in the social space? I, I, if they want to connect with you, what's the best way? 
I really, um, you know, I really like if people come to uh, my group called Conference for Entrepreneurs. And the reason why, because I believe that everybody who is entrepreneur today uh, either either went to a conference, event, mastermind, local event, um, local meetup, right? So if you are any kind of entrepreneur uh, or business owner, you probably went to uh, went to seminar or event, right? So if you are uh, if you are that uh, that kind of person, please come to my group conference for entrepreneurs. Um, if you are a business owner or entrepreneur and um, and you have an ever you 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 don't really go to events, I think you should start going uh, because uh, I believe that uh, face to face connection will never go away. People feel uh, everything is online, everything is so. Um, you know, became social media marketing. I am the first one who who tell you social media marketing is the way to go. That's that's the first thing I will tell you. But I also will tell you face to face marketing will never go away. So that's the first thing that you really have to um, understand. That even though me and you we met right now, even on a podcast, and you were you were in my group and I was interviewing you, I uh, I cannot wait to actually meet you one on one. Or maybe we will meet at some conference, some event, some mastermind. Who knows? But I love to meet you because I know that I can have when I have a coffee with you or when I can just you know get to shake your hand. Uh, that that's a deeper deeper level of a connection that you don't really get to forget so fast. So I really want to um, um, you know uh, uh, suggest everybody who is listening to this go to more events, go to more network more, and make sure you connect more with people because. Sometimes uh, people uh, start struggling and asking themselves, why can I have more clients? What, what can I do? Well, how about you just, uh, you know, get out of the house and go to a meeting in your area? Because if you just uh, Google meetings in my area or meetups in my area, you will find a lot of meetings and meetups and events that you can go to. And mm -hmm. most, most of them are free. So you don't have to even worry about that. Uh, so just go out there, meet people, and learn about them. Ask them questions uh, because then you can actually learn how you can help them, and then you can see how your service can serve other people. Right, right. Those are excellent tips. So, Sonia, thank you so much for uh, jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. This was an honor. Thank you so much for having me. And there you have it. That was episode seven of Raw I Shit with yours truly. And I hope, sure as fuck, hope you weren't expecting anyone else but yours truly, Ivan Temelkov. And um, my friend Sonia dropped a lot of nuggets here about social media, especially when it comes to creating that personal touch, creating those relationships, forging those relationships. Because after all, a handshake, you know, face to face is something that nobody will ever forget. And that's extremely important. That's something that you can't do in social media. And a lot of people, I think, are are thinking that social media is a replacement for that human touch. It will never be a replacement for that human human touch. One thing that I really, really enjoyed, and I hope you guys did too, guys and gals. I need to stop saying the word guys. Guys and gals, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you truly uh, enjoyed is... The one tidbit that she was talking about uh, her kids and family, because as a fellow father, this is something that's extremely important to me, because I know that one day my kids are going to be using social media, and I am going to be extremely cautious 
when it comes to their usage usage and you know make sure that they're using it um, as best as possible with that being said before I forget and we sign off here uh, I wanted to let you know that the podcast is available also on Google Play Music, on Overcast, and obviously you can get it on iTunes. You can also listen to it on rawashit.com. Uh, you don't need to download anything. Just go to a website uh, on your mobile phone even, and there's a mobile player there, and you can check out the latest version of the episode. And that's it. That does it. This was episode 7 of raw as shit remember never stop trying because the things in life that are worth the most are the hardest to accomplish peace out